Welcome to Bipolar Bicoastal. I'm Anna. And I'm Maria. We're twins living on opposite coasts. Here to talk about navigating life while bipolar. Woo! <laughs> Emergency broadcast. Ooh, I love that. Episode. That's great. That's going to be fun to do the audio levels on. Have you heard Doja Cat's song, So High? Um, or no, wait, No Police? I don't think I have. Did you know that Dr. Luke um, produced that album? I know that he produced the song Say So. I believe he produced the whole album. I went into <laughs> a very long Google session last night, having learned that information independently. Mm-hmm. And A, I fucking love that song. Say So? In the video, yes. Okay. <laughs> and have been watching it in TikTok compilations on repeat. I got introduced B, to it through TikTok, yeah. Yeah, and then B, I can I can almost do the dance. And then B, Dr. Luke is a, how would you describe him? A sexual predator? A piece of shit? Yeah, that's nice. Is that, that's good. Um, <laughs> that's what we use in the industry, in the yeah, biz. That, I'm asking Anna because she... Um, Works with sexual violence. She works with sexual assault, and so she knows the proper terminology that maybe us lay people wouldn't know. Yeah, you would say piece of shit in that scenario. Yes, that's why I was asking, because I didn't know. Um, But anyways, Doja Cat was signed to him when she was, like, 17. Oh. And so she's been, she's she's stuck in the same contract that Kesha's been stuck in. That's horrible. Yeah, and so people have been tweeting about it um obviously and she's been liking the tweets that say like she's stuck in the contract she can't she's been like liking those that being said she's given him his first top 20 hit um in a very long while with say so which is frustrating sucks for her i uh, yeah i'm sure everyone in the situation is a victim except for dr luke or a survivor or whatever like yeah well, that was not exactly what we had wanted to talk about on this episode. Oh, I wanted to say, because in her song, No Police, she goes, wee, 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 kind of like, um, Lady Officer. Yeah, like Lil Wayne's song, Lady Officer. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Officer? Oh, yeah, Mrs. Lady Officer. Lady Cop. Lady Cop. No, Mrs. Officer. <laughs> Mrs. Officer. Um, well, Once again, you are coming to our podcast for hot music takes, so you're welcome for that content. Yep. Um... So we decided to record this episode because, wow, I am bored, and that is because we are right now socially distancing due to the COVID-19, aka coronavirus. It is March 16th. It's literally been like three days of trying to socially distance, and I'm already not doing well. Well, you live by yourself in a studio. With a cat, yes. Sorry. You and Kimmy live by yourselves in the studio. He's living his best life right now. He has 24-7 human interaction, so he's he's doing well. Is he more or less active in the mornings? Um, same. Same, okay. Yeah. Great. Yes, so... I well so <laughs> the reason why I want to talk about it is that there's some pretty specific challenges from um mm-hmm. dealing with the chronic illness and especially bipolar disorder during a time like this. Um mm-hmm. not the least of which is that your um your bipolar disorder probably also comes with some helping of anxiety or depression, um, none of which is 
helped by being by yourself for prolonged periods of time. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the world kind of um, being very uncertain and scary uh, and out of your control, mm-hmm. which is what's happening right now. So let's, first off, let's just do, like, a little snapshot of, like, our cities right now. Because you're in D.C. Yes. And I'm in Los Angeles. And I know that our cities are reacting slightly differently and on different timelines to it. Yeah, we're a little bit behind you guys, I believe. Um, yeah, so just last night, our gyms, restaurants, like bars, nightclubs, breweries, and um, like entertainment centers, like movie theaters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. were shut down. And bar, like restaurants are only open for like takeout. Okay. And delivery and everything else is totally off the table. Gosh. Public libraries are closed. Yep. People's offices, everyone's working from home. And most importantly for, like, my industry, like, production has been shut down. Which is wild that they can do that, like, across the entire industry. Yeah, but it's I good don't that think they are doing it. Yeah, and it's not as though, like, there's, like, this one dictate, but it everyone's making the decision kind of at different paces to stop it. Like, my office, we just started working from home today. Okay. Yeah. Which is Monday the 16th. But it's interesting because I'm, like, casting a show that may or may not, like, it will be produced, but just, like, when is it going to be produced, you know? Like, we're saying these arbitrary dates to people, and they're like, well, I don't really know if I can commit to that because I don't know if I can commit to anything, you know? Yeah. Um, But that's kind of, like, a smaller thing. So Mm -hmm. what's going on in D.C.? Um, Yeah, so, okay, so all of the public schools uh, were closed starting today. Um. There's 101 people in the DMV who've tested positive for coronavirus, and um, that's kind of a lot. All restaurants and bars in DC close at actually 10 p.m. tonight. So I just looked this up to make sure that I was right about mm. this, because um, before it had been oh for on-site service before it had been yeah, just um, like bars, not restaurants or pubs. Um, and yeah, there's still. There's still a lot of things that are open, um, but yeah, the, in D.C. there was a church that had, like, uh, had a pastor who was, like, one of the first people to test positive for coronavirus, mm. um, and, like, that was a really big thing, so, like, s- religious services have been, like, kind of remote, although I don't know how official that policy is, but I'm lucky that my job um, can be done completely remote. It just is a matter of, like, logistics, so... Um, the frustrating thing is I was supposed to be going to England this week, so I had taken yeah. a week of holiday, and I am now just being uh, paid to sit at home, and I would much rather be doing something <laughs> during that time. Um, yeah. So it's like it's just me trying to figure out if I can, uh, you know, it's you can't really pick up shifts right now because people are all stuck at home, but trying to figure out if I can get some sort yeah. of, like, uh paid work instead of um using up holiday days on a vacation that's not happening (laughs) yes yeah so that's That's hard that's that okay Um, so there's like a few different areas right that make this particularly hard for people with bipolar disorder i'd like to start with um medication let's go medication so obviously people are stockpiling things and the most important thing to stockpile right now is well sorry People shouldn't be stockpiling things <laughs> if they're taking them away from other people. 
Um, but it is nice. It is good to have like two weeks of food or whatever, like things that you need mm-hmm. on hand. Um, but beyond that, it's a good idea to get your medication uh, stockpiled yes. because um, it's going to be a, a big question mark about whether or not you're going to be able to go into a pharmacy for like non-emergency mm-hmm. things. And secondly, that's a that's a place where obviously people are going when they're sick. So you don't want to yes. be going there and then, you know, interacting with other people and bringing that back. So um, on Friday, I started the process of um, trying to get an extra month's worth of medication did mm-hmm. I tell you about this? You told me that, well, I don't well, know. No. Don't spoil you sent it, me a cryptic text where you were like, do you have any extra medication? And I was like, does she want me to mail her some? Which we don't do, mom, if you're listening. But if I No, did, it was the opposite. I wanted you to be stockpiling. So what happened on Friday it. is like <laughs> literally like the peak of this podcast, like peak this podcast. So I mm-hmm. called CVS at, not sponsored. <laughs> I not sponsored. A fa- a virulently not sponsored by CVS. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Some other alternative. Yes. A, a local pharmacy. Um, yeah. So I called them in like like 9 or something a.m. to try to like get to them before I was like, they're going to be busy today. And I got through to someone like pretty immediately. Um, and I was just explaining that I wanted to have an extra like to I knew that I had one more refill left and I wanted to just pick mm-hmm. it up now as opposed to at the end of March. Ooh, sucker. <laughs> what? I've tried that before. No, no, no. Keep waiting. Mm-hmm. Let me finish. So okay. <laughs> I so I, they were like, what's your birthday? I told them, what's your last name? I told them and they're like, well, you have to call your, pharma- your other pharmacy. And I was like, okay, like the Target across the street because there's two CVS pharmacies within like 600 feet of each other because one of them is located at Target. And my prescription had originally been called into that one, but I thought I had changed it over to the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave me a number to call. And I was like, okay, this is annoying, but I will call this number and I will get my prescription refilled. Be fine. So I looked up the number and it was a Los Angeles area code. Oh my god. Do you know it's why? Almost like it sounds like people. there had been previously a different duke with the same exact medication who had the same exact same birthday, birthday who lived mm-hmm. within like the same area who had been there before mm-hmm. who they were trying to call him for. It. So I was like, fuck. They definitely thought I was Maria. This is annoying. I definitely thought I said They never name. asked for your first name? I feel like I said it, but they just didn't like they just like are just like, oh whatever, like you know, like they're like, Oh, this person's an idiot. They like, think they should they should be calling LA yeah, and they're I'm calling DC. So I'm like, I have a twin, it's Maria. I know. And I so like I just like was like whatever. So it's like I'll just call them back. Cut to me on hold for three different thirty minute increments and nice. never getting through to anyone. And oh. I, I just had to end up going back to like into the pharmacy after work and explaining what happened. They're like, Oh ha, ha, so funny and then we were there for an hour and then oh finally my got my medication. Um, so that was like, they a gave you peak. the extra month. Yeah. I had one more refill left and like my, it was like a three month. Um, my psychiatrist had written me like a three month prescription and then I was supposed to go in after mm. three months and then I had already refilled for, um, February and March. And then I got my like April refill. My, the when I go to the CVS, they won't let me pick it up. You're early. That's because your psychiatrist is bad. Correct. So have you gotten? This? I wouldn't even call him my psychiatrist. Anymore so have you gotten though? Respond to my calls. Have you gotten an extra month's worth of medication? No. Okay. What's your plan for that? I 
Do I need to... S- I don't think I have a refill. You need to then just call a psychiatrist and say... Mm-hmm. Or call a psychiatrist that you've, like, worked with before and be like, this is the situation. I'm concerned uh-huh. about corona and I want to, like, get this taken care of. Okay. I'm going to do my complaining excusey thing uh-huh. and you're gonna counter <laughs> with all the different options that there are okay and that way whoever's listening to this who is like and then i'll just i'm just gonna now do my actual examples okay ready yeah he's the only psychiatrist i've had who's not kaiser okay and kaiser won't do prescriptions for me anymore Okay, but then you need to call your Kaiser psychiatrist and ask them for um, a psychiatrist in L.A. who will be able to get that refill for you. They don't know any psychiatrists in L.A. because they're in D.C. There's a California Kaiser. The California Kaiser is different than the D.C. Kaiser. Okay, then you need to call any other psychiatrist and ask them for this. I called a psychiatrist the other week, and I got their voicemail, and um, then I called, and they called me back, and then I called them back, and now I haven't heard from them. All right, call a different one or call that one again continually. How do I find a different one? Psychology Today. I don't like psychology today. Goodtherapy.org. <laughs> NAMI. <laughs> There's, like, a bipolar, okay. like, group. <laughs> These are good. Um, I, I Now I have a solution. Good. What's your solution? So you can ask your primary care doctor and they'll give you a month as well. Okay. Have you done that? Um, I've done it in the past. And you're doing it tomorrow? And I will do it tomorrow. Okay, great. That's what I want to hear. Sorry, um, it just makes me very nervous because that's one of those things that can seem non-essential because it's not like if you don't have it, like you'll like slowly waste away and die. But it's like more important probably than anything else including like i don't know toilet paper so yeah i have two rolls of toilet paper left <laughs> i've heard a lot of um bidet or water bottle talk recently just for everyone's record such so they all feel better maria has promised on record to do this thank you thank you you're welcome and also if um you can't get through to your primary care doctor you can't go to urgent care obviously not amazing to be around other sick people right now but better than um as long as you socially isolate yourself after and mm -hmm. are not like an at-risk category and if you are which sorry which is a silly term because everyone's at-risk for corona but Mm -hmm. if you're someone who will like probably be okay if you get it then you can still do it or you can ask like a more well like family member or close friend to do that for you yeah i i feel like health officials are going to be a bit more lax than usual at this yeah, juncture. Yeah, and I think there's also a way to get your prescriptions delivered, too. That's what I was going to say. Okay, so Concierge Pharmacy in Los Angeles delivers your prescriptions. CVS occasionally does. There are some prescriptions that they won't deliver, and I believe Seroquel is one of them, which is the medication that Anne and I both take. But again, um, one of those situations where I feel like if you can get through to a human being, you can probably yes. get some of those things waived. Okay, well, we have medication covered, yes? Yes. Moving on to therapy. What if your therapist isn't accepting patients or doesn't want to talk to you? Um, doesn't want to talk to you like in person or at all? Yeah, in person. Oh, you can do like phone calls and video calls. That's what I'm going to be doing with my therapist. Can do phone calls and video calls. And, um, and if they're not accepting new patients and you don't have a therapist, you can go out to a crisis line. Um, we 
are going to put NAMI in the show notes per usual. They have a crisis mm-hmm. text line. Um, but there They are. also have a very specific article on what to do if you have mental illness and like a, a coronavirus protocol thing mm-hmm. as well. Do you have like a highlights reel of that? Sorry? Do you have like a highlights reel of that? Oh, it's literally just what we just said about getting more medication and talking to your doctor over okay, the phone. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll it's just put, in writing. Yeah, we'll put some other <laughs> crisis headlines in the, in the show notes per usual. But yeah. again, totally proper to reach out to them. I mean, I'm sure that they're getting swamped right now, but that's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to social isolation and bipolar disorder. Okay. A large part of bipolar disorder and recognizing the signs relies on other people doing that for you. Yep. And it is fairly easy. Not easy. It is more possible to do so when people aren't interacting with you on a regular basis mm-hmm. that know you well and have seen you at different stages of your bipolar disorder. Uh-huh. So what can we tell first like the family or friends and people who because okay I want to sorry I'm gonna try myself it's also spring and we know that spring there tends occasionally there can be triggers into mania or depression like spring madness right it's a it's a like documented thing it's weird but it exists Mm -hmm. so and like with the um sorry with like going from standard time to daylight savings time now that's weird it messes with your circadian rhythm that can trigger it for some people yeah it's also like a higher efficacy time for i believe it's not don't like well i've been told it's a higher efficacy time for suicide because sorry content warning suicide because um you have like more mixed states and stuff like that or like you're coming out of like the depression from like the winter and like things are um still the same or they're even scarier in this case um yeah, so. and my manic episode corresponded with it was is actually like right around this time, um, two years ago. So what can you do if you are the friend, family member, coworker, etc., of someone who has bipolar disorder, has been stable, and you're not sure if they are currently? Lots of FaceTime if they'll answer your calls. Mm-hmm. Um if it seems like an emergency, there are like crisis centers in every, um, well, most areas that will go in and like check on someone, like mental health crisis things. Um, will you put a link to that in the show notes, Nanners? Yeah, it's like a little bit different than the normal link because you're just like Googling your zip code and crisis center. But yeah, we can like put yeah, okay. how to do that. Um, mm-hmm. If they live in like an apartment building or something or you know their neighbors, like asking them to like go check on them. Um, because it's kind of scary, right? Because if someone's manic, they're not maybe listening to reason or the protocol or something they know better. Like, I could see situations where you were manic and you're acting riskier and you're yeah. not socially isolating the way that you should be, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and also the idea of going to, like, a, a hospital right now for, like, a mental health crisis is really scary. Yeah, so let's... I don't even know this can be, like, a solutions-based thing. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's a like matter of, like, like, checking in on mm-hmm. people. Acknowledging, like, how scary it is that this could be a thing that, like, you or your loved one's running into. And de- de- stigmatizing it. Making it possible for the people who 
have bipolar disorder to be frank with you about it and not feel like you're going to act on it or judge them if they say, hey, I'm actually a little worried. I feel like I'm speeding up. Hey, I'm actually a little worried. I feel like I might be slowing down. Um, it's really hard for me to be alone right now because I'm in a depressed state. It's really hard for me to be alone right now because I'm manic. Um, and I'm worried about like what risky behaviors I might take because of that. Like, I think that there's a point where social distancing is good, but I'm trying to imagine like Anna, when I've been depressed to have been totally alone, I think would have been riskier for me than... Yeah, I mean, I think being can, with one or two people who were like my close family members or friends. Yeah, I think if you can be like in, like living not alone right now would be great. Like if you could stay with family if you had them close by or like friends if you had them close by and they're not and like neither yeah. of those things are triggering for you or or make things worse for you. It's a yeah. or at least schedule like an hour or two a day where you're seeing other people. What do you mean by that? Like if you're if you can't maybe you don't feel comfortable like staying over at someone's house because you're like new to the area mm-hmm. you could be like hey let's like do a work from home thing for like an hour or something like that like just trying to like get any amount of social contact that you can that's not risky well, i don't know if that isn't risky though i mean i'm just like not like a disease expert um but what i can't from say- what i've read it's like gatherings of 10 people or less are fine no, that's just like well, oh gosh, I don't want to like overspeak. I think that's like yes, like those are like better, but like any amount of exposure to anyone is like putting you at a higher risk. Um, so like the ideal is to just be like only with the people who like you live with. Um, that's not to say that like I am necessarily like not going to see like one or two people like one on one. I think that like, but yeah, I don't. Oh gosh, I don't want to like. <laughs> say things that are gonna like make well like the advice and these are changing every day but like I actually I mean okay maybe what you're saying like facetiming and stuff like that is the way to go with it yeah but I think there is something to be said for like maintaining community even no I agree I just think like we need to think of like a different way of doing it than like face to face I mean, like, I live alone. Like, this is definitely something I'm, like, thinking about right now is, like, how to maintain community, like, how to maintain, like, social interaction because I'm already, like, having to, like, very consciously work on, like, my thoughts and, like, ideas around, like, being by myself for, like, the foreseeable future. Like, literally, like, there's no real end point, which is scary. Like, it's not like, oh, if I just, like, I'm only going to be alone for, like, a week or two, that's just, like, not the reality right now. Um, but like that's kind of something like I'm like trying to combat through like Netflix now has this thing where you can do like a group watching of Netflix remotely from each other um you can play video games you can play video games I've been seeing people do that yeah you can do like a book club and like FaceTime each other um gosh you can phone bank for Bernie you can text for Bernie oh yeah um phone bank that boys yeah or boys for text um yeah just being careful about like checking in with yourself about how you're feeling and like hopefully and maybe the way just saying to someone that you like love like hey like this is maybe like a higher risk time for me like can you check in on me every day and see how I'm doing yes I want to say explicitly now is not the time to find new romantic partners to like be close to and kiss um, I can also attest to, like, that's not a good idea. 
Like, you shouldn't be meeting anyone new, honestly. So, certainly not people who you don't know where they've been. Because it's not just, like, people... It's not just, like, them having been around someone who has it. It's, like, them being around anyone. Like, that's... You just don't know who's touched what. And people don't... We don't have tests or, like, enough tests. And we don't... Not everyone shows symptoms and stuff like that. So, no one, like, definitely doesn't have it. Okay, another thing. Now might be a good time to, like assess what support systems and like mental health practices you have in place already Mm -hmm. because it's like it feels like it's a bit more of a crisis time but it's also a bit quieter and and it it maybe will like lay bare some more observations for you about whether you are prepared for something like this yeah and like um also keeping to your sleep schedule and not like oversleeping or undersleeping because obviously that does trigger you know mania so like maintaining that and it's hard because a lot of the stuff that they tell you to do for self-care is like take a walk and that's I mean it's still possible as long as you're maintaining distance from other people or like go for a run which again is still possible but um it's not like as (laughs) easy to do and um it also it might not be something that, like, you physically are able to do if, like, you're actually sick. Yeah, well, we all know, like, routine is very important in managing bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So I would say even if you're not sticking to your old routine of, like, going to work or whatever, I I would say still, like, make a new routine then and try to stick to that. Yeah. And just make sure you're getting enough sleep and you're eating enough. And if you can't tell what enough is, I would just say, like, time it out. And, like, make sure you're eating every three hours. Make sure you're sleeping at least eight hours a night. And if you start to feel like that stuff is getting out of whack and you're not sleeping as much as you normally would or you're not eating as much as you normally would, like, again, take a step back, assess, okay, am I speeding up? Am I slowing down? What is this? And Mm -hmm. then you can call a mental health professional or a friend or or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is, like more so us like trying to talk out things than like any sort of you know we're not doctors obviously we're not experts but there are things like to be aware of and be mindful of like oh this this is happening I don't know just maintaining like connection with others as you're physically not seeing them I think is really important I'm trying to think of like what my advice is for like people working from home in general or like being unemployed at home because I have a lot of experience with both of those things um and I would say like just try to make sure your work time is your work time and like your you time is your you time and like plan out your lunch break and plan out when you're gonna stop working and plan out when you're gonna start working and try to like stick to that as much as possible and like don't like stress about money and stuff like that and instead like try to look into like can you get food stamps now that you're like in between work can't unemployment they're waiving the um one week waiting period that they normally have in California and as the days go on there's going to be different social services that start kicking in so just trying to be as like fully aware of them as you can be and like checking daily to see if they've changed I think could be really good and if you know if you like we're from DC the government shuts down now like every year and there's so there's every year there's in January there's people who like normally have like 40 hour work week great health insurance etc etc like they just don't get paid for that month a lot of times now and they never get back pay or anything like that so I think 
trying to maintain as much normalcy as possible in that time and try to like maintain perspective and just like ride it out because we don't know what's gonna happen I think could be really nice and important and like also buy you know buy plane tickets for the future and stuff like that if you can yeah. because they're really my last right thing now. is that since like comfort animals or, or whatever they're called are such a good thing a big thing it's like Make mm-hmm. sure you have litter and make sure you have um, canned cat food because you can live without toilet paper, but you can't really survive without litter. So stock up. Yeah, and Petco does free delivery, I think. Yes, oh, they're also out of a lot of stuff because of, um, yeah, just everything. Oh, are is, they? But yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Emotional support animals, they're called. All right. Uh, yeah, that was our, like, not terribly scientific podcast, but it's just hard to know what to talk about. But I, we just felt like we needed to say something because there's not going to be a lot of resources for people who are um experiencing bipolar yeah. disorder out there they're gonna be more broad in general and i think that it is like a pretty specific challenge. situation to be in and yeah. challenge and i i do think that it's really really important to take care of not only your physical health with coronavirus but also your mental health at this time period because both things are equally as important yeah i haven't seen anything on um the internet about people who already have mental illness having this exasperated exacerbated so just wanted to speak to that and like to the specific concerns that we've had and that yeah so hopefully this is a little bit helpful at the very least hopefully it was kind of cathartic or just comforting knowing that people were concerned with the same things that you are yeah and hopefully um this gets put up sometime soon so that you all can listen to it and i'm it you know even if this is days later into the crisis and everything like just keep keep hopeful and keep your head up because it's gonna end it's just a matter of when yeah um all right so follow us on instagram and facebook at bipolar by coastal and you can email us at bipolar by coastal at gmail.com if you have any hints or tips or questions about how to deal with what, what's it called Anna? social isolation social distancing social distancing and what do people call the virus that's not coronavirus i think it's covid19 or or coke 19 i think it's covid19 all right bye goodbye If you liked what you heard and want more, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bipolar by coastal. For just $5 a month, you get access to two bonus episodes and an invite to our Lady Dynamite watch parties. I cannot wait to see you there. Hey, it's me again. Just want to give a special thank you to Mia Thoreau, who did our show art, and Hannah Dorfman, who did our music. Goodbye.